0: Welcome to Behind the Smoke Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walcheff with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop for special episode number eighty-two. That's my birth year, so uh, pretty cool. What's up, Derek? Valley Farm Market?
1: No, nothing. It's uh, Thanksgiving week, so this was going to come out weeks after, but so
0: this is going to come out on Friday, November thirtieth.
1: We are in the thick of it downstairs. We are getting the turkeys ready, and you know we're going to be barbecuing or smoking. Um, 60 whole or half birds, so 120 halves, and getting ready for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving. We have a lot of uh, barbecue war stories that we've mentioned throughout this podcast. We appreciate all the people that have been tuning in all over the world, no matter where you're listening. um, means the world to Derek and I, and it's been so cool to have a barbecue podcast that can go into business, can go into sports entertainment. Uh, We talked to entrepreneurs, we talked to authors, and today we are super fortunate. I didn't know um, we were going to get El Jefe, the (laughs) president himself, uh, but we do want to welcome Jeff Garner um, from the San Diego Fleet. Alliance of American Football is coming to San Diego as well as other cities throughout the United States. Welcome to Behind the Smoke. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here, and you guys
2: had me at turkey. Uh, right. It's getting close to lunchtime, and on the way up, I walked by a huge tray of pies nice. and was ready to just dive in. Yeah, really no,
1: good. we sell probably about a thousand pies. In Julian the apple days. pies, Julian and I mean all all different makes. Um, it's a big, big pie. I'm not a pie guy. Isn't that weird? I'm not a pie guy. Are you a cake guy? No.
0: No cake and no pie. Nope. Just ice cream. Just, I'm Oh, fucking, he's a big time. Uh, oh, you, you got know. him. You, got yeah. him. you Dude, nailed ice it. Ice cream <laughs> is, uh,
1: the, I'm a connoisseur, I'd like to say. and uh, But it's been great. But thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. And, you know, it's pretty cool to have San Diego with the Chargers leaving, being able to get football back in San Diego. So talk to me about how did you get involved in this process? And, you know, what made you come to San Diego and want to, you know, become the president?
2: Sure. I mean, I can give you the quick, quick story on, on where I came from, too. So yeah. um, I started, went to Robert Morris in Pittsburgh, sport management major, played football there. But actually, when I got out, a lot of the jobs were in minor league baseball. That's it was a lot of sales jobs. But with the minor league system, there were so many jobs there. There really wasn't a, a D-League or a G-League then. Um, football really didn't have many levels. So there was a lot of jobs in baseball. So I jumped in there and I wish I would have Thought thought a little bit better of it because the schedule in baseball is insane. (laughs) Um, It is a long season and it's a lot of games. Um, And so I don't know how my my now wife stuck with me through all that, but she did. It was a lot of hours. But I actually got a great – it was a great learning opportunity for me and really taught me all about the fan experience because – We couldn't guarantee what was on the field or how long they would be there if they weren't any good. So we had to make it more than just the game. It had to be about the experience. And so it was great to do that for over a decade. Um, And then I had the opportunity to go to Penn State. And so that's where I got really a lesson in in big time football uh, when I was at Penn State. And I came in. Uh, in 2013 was my first season there, and so just you know I, I actually was still at Penn State until uh, after the pit game of okay. this year. Oh wow! So that's oh. The, I got on a plane after the pit game and and came here and, and got to work. Uh, what were you doing in,
1: in, at Penn State?
2: So I was an assistant AD there. Okay, um, and basically I worked with all the revenue sports. So we had about 11 revenue sports out of the 31, right. and six venues. So I was all over the place, wow. but football took such a huge part of my time. Uh, but did a lot with hockey, did a lot with wrestling, basketball, um, and and just helped to drive fan experience, drive ticket sales, drive revenue. Ultimately, obviously, they had a bad couple of years there before I got there, and they created my position to try to, to try to get people back in the door. Sure, um, and we were able to successfully do that. I say
1: you did an amazing job because after everything that happened, you look and I mean. As an outsider looking in, I would think that, well, shit, everyone would be scared to go there, or you know, wouldn't wouldn't uh, tread lightly and wouldn't wouldn't pack the stadium. But every time I watch the games, it's packed. I mean, the, the is it called the whiteout? White that, out. That, yep. that's, that's pretty fucking rad. That's yep. pretty rad. I saw that this year. I was like, dude, that shit's. I mean, packed. packed. A lot of people have said that.
2: It's one hundred and six thousand and change. That's insane. But with standing room and some other stuff, uh, the record when I was there last year against Michigan was one ten (laughs) eight twenty three.
1: Wow. So I mean, that's that's a packed
2: house, and they just broke it actually against Ohio State this year. That's unbelievable. Um, We had four of the seven games sold out in May. Um, before before I left at the end of August. So it was really going well. Obviously, Coach Franklin uh, and his attitude there has been great for the program, sure. winning some games, going to some good bowl games. And uh, that's Rose brave bowl, of him to come, to
1: come to Penn State. After He's all a Pennsylvania
2: all that kid. Right. Uh, played at East Stroudsburg, was a quarterback there, and this was always his, his dream job. And even though he had bounced around the NFL and some other colleges... Um, Penn State, I think, is where he wanted to go, and he he might be a legacy coach there. That that's going to stay there for a long time. That'd be amazing. Um, and I was there for a year with Coach O'Brien, and so through that experience, um, had met a few people along the way, as we all do. And um, and this job basically came up. I got a few phone calls about it, and the more I looked into it, at first I thought I don't, I'm not sure what this is. The more I looked into it, I mean, every at every turn. Um, It was encouraging. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. The more I found out who was involved with it, the stability of the funding, where the markets were, the more and more I got excited about it. When it came down to looking at, uh, you know, there were still a few markets that didn't have presidents at the time. I was basically locked in on San Diego, even though it's across the <laughs> why, country. Why, why
0: would you want to go to San Diego? Over, why
2: wouldn't you want to go <laughs> to San Diego? Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you know what? And, and just a, a weird circle here is my wife and I honeymooned um, in San Diego 15 years ago. Oh, that's nice. pretty cool. We spent a week in Pacific Beach and then we spent a week. Uh, a week in, in PB, in the, really? A week there it's at the bold. Pacific Terrace. It was yeah. it
0: was great. We were young,
2: you know, yeah. so we, we had a great time. And then we went up to uh, L.A. for the weekend and then came back and spent a week in Gasland.
0: Wow. So it um, wasn't a tough sell for the wife.
2: No, no, no. It was it was fantastic. We got had a really good time. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So um so you know, through that process, you know, it just at every turn it became a situation where I couldn't say no. I just couldn't. I mean, it was too much of an opportunity. Um, but to go from from one season and then a day later switch and be on a, on a startup season, it was really crazy to, to start here basically by myself. right? Um, after about a week, we had our VP of tickets hired. Um, and so he was in. He came from the University of Arizona. We hired a local guy, Johnny Castilla. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Who's, yep. Everybody knows Johnny, oh. right? Everybody knows Johnny. So he's, he's fantastic so far and gives us that local flavor. Um, and then we hired a VP of sponsorship shortly. After that, uh, Katie Hubert, who had spent seven or eight years with the Dolphins and then one year with the Chargers in, in that other city. She's sharp. So She's she, sharp. she was really good. So we're putting together a great team. We've been rounding out our marketing staff and our ticket sales staff. Um, we have a couple more hires to go, but we're, we're almost there. And so to sit back and look at where we started with no pencils and no pens and no paper and just sure. you know, no printer. I mean, just nothing <laughs> Right to now look at, you know, we're actually have a functioning office right now. now.
1: Is the office at Qualcomm? Is it Qualcomm? No,
2: SDCCU. SDCC, uh, SDCCU. Fuck. It is. <laughs> it it'll is. always be Qualcomm
0: or Jack I, Murphy. I almost right. said Jack I mean, Murphy. Jack Stadium, Murphy so. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, no, we, we do have our offices there. Um, uh, the chargers use it as a premium suite premium sales office um it holds uh, about 18 um and so that's we're going to be filled to the gills um, soon while we're there but it's nice that we're at the stadium it's easy to walk in and show people seats that they may be interested in sure. or just learn the quirks of the stadium um, there's a lot we're of quirks. right there there's a lot of quirks right <laughs> i call it character yeah. <laughs> The stadium has a lot of character you know,
0: it's got a lot of character that's for sure um tell our listeners just a little bit about the alliance of american football just what it is, how did it come to be, and sure. where we're at. Yeah, the Alliance
2: was really the brainchild of, of Charlie Ebersaw, Dick Ebersaw's son, uh, and Bill Pullian. Um And so Charlie had done a documentary, uh, 30 for 30, on, on the XFL. Such a cool uh, documentary. With, with his dad uh, and with Vince McMahon and, and WWE. And so when he did that, I think he found some things that could work in a spring football league. And there was a few mistakes uh, that were obviously made. And so I think he thought if, if we can correct those mistakes and have that plan in place and then get good football people involved in this, we might have a chance. And so Dick Ebersol ended up saying, you need to talk to Bill Polian if you're going to do this. And mm-hmm. so that was one of Charlie's first calls. And, and Bill was able to really put together a good football plan. And ultimately, we've ended up with great football people. So sure. uh, we've got a lot of former NFL and major college coaches. You know, we've got Coach Martz from the from the Huge. Rams and an offensive coordinator, or a few other teams. Uh, as our head coach here, he's from San Diego, so that's great that that he's local. Um, we've got John Kitna is our offensive coordinator. We've got Dre Bly, defensive yep, backs. We've got Azakeem, wide receivers, and a, and a bunch of other really good coaches. And that, that goes throughout the league. So Orlando has Steve Spurrier. Memphis has uh, Mike Singletary. Michael Vick in Atlanta. Michael OC. Vick's the OC there. Um, and you got Brad Childress from the Vikings um, in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, as the head coach. And so Rick Neuheisel and Dennis Erickson. And so you've got these great NFL um, football minds. And then you take some players – like Heinz Ward and Troy Palamalu, Jared Allen and Justin Tuck. And you say, let's bring them in at the league level and make sure that they're focused on the game of football, but also the wellness and welfare of the players. And so that's that's the role that they play here, is, is to sort of make sure that we stay focused on, on the game, but that we make sure that we can do some interesting things for the players. And so this league has, has started up, I mean, less than a year ago. Um, obviously, there was some things moving around, but publicly, I think, was less than a year ago. Um, most of the team presidents and the staffs have been around for maybe two months at the most. <laughs> uh, but we're really off and running. You know, the teams are coming together. Um, we've got a, a mini camp coming up in December for a couple days. Uh, we're working on a uh, kind of a meet the team event as part of that that mini camp. It's really a lot of physicals, um, some HR stuff, some you know, basic paperwork. Um, and then they're going to do some walkthroughs. The walkthroughs won't be open to the public. But after that first set of walkthroughs uh, on the evening of I think the 13th right now, we'll have more information later. But I think the 13th, we're going to do a meet the team at the stadium and really invite everybody out who wants to come out and check out the team and, and talk about some things that are going on there. Then you've got this this large roster of almost 80 players that will go to San Antonio um, for the entire month where actually all eight teams in the league are going to have training camp together. Um, preseason really? games. Because that way you can get rid of the travel. Um, you can place, you can scrimmage and do some preseason stuff. It won't be open to the public, but you have everybody together to share resources. Okay. Um, and then you break from camp, and then they'll come to San Diego, and then we start off on the road. Actually, the weekend after the Super Bowl, um, but then we're home in week two and week three. And so, I think the timing of this spring league is really important to the success. Also, um, this is as soon as the Super Bowl is done, football ends, and then what do you do? Right. You've got a huge amount of of sports viewers on television and also sports fantasy football players. And more than half of both of those drop off after the Super Bowl and even in fantasy a little bit earlier than that, probably in December, they start to drop off. And so if we can reengage, I mean, just a handful of that group, you know, we're talking 70, 80 million people that drop off of and all they watch is football and all they play is fantasy football, that if we can just recapture some of those um, as viewers in his ticket sales and in, in the fantasy football offering that we'll have i think we can have a very successful league
1: out of the 80 that go to san antonio how many make the cut how many how many is on the active roster do you have a practice squad and you know what um kind of talk about how the players come to be it on the san diego fleet because isn't it about your college and where your, your yeah. college is from. And if a team or like an NFL team, if you get you know released from them, they still have the rights and they get to kind of, I don't know exactly how it works. Sure. But sure. Something like that.
2: Yeah. It's an interesting model. Right. Um, and I think it works well for the players. Also <clears throat> the, the active roster will end up being 52. Okay. Um, and so we'll have to cut down. There won't be an additional practice squad. Um, but I think at that time of year, you don't have to worry about them going somewhere else. Um, so if you do need to come back and sign somebody, then an injury or whatever, sure. you'll have a pool of people to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll have 52 on the roster. The way the players are signed basically is there's a, a geographic footprint. Part of this is marketing also geographic footprint around your your team. Um, and you have the first right to sign players who went to those schools. So for us, we've got San Diego State. We've got San Diego. We jump up to USC and Stanford. We awesome. jump. We jump way up to Washington and Colorado. We've got Humboldt State in there. We've got, we've got a pretty good group of, of schools. Is the fleet the only San Di- uh, California? It's the only California, but Phoenix, Salt Lake, and San Antonio are in the West. And actually, they had to split up a few schools because there's just a lack of big college programs sure. in the West. So like UCLA went to Phoenix. Um, and they've had to divvy some things up so that Salt Lake and Phoenix had had some good good schools and some competitive balance there also. So we have the first right to sign a player from San Diego State. In the event that we pass and don't sign that player, they're then eligible to be signed by any other team. So we basically just have the first right. If if you played in the NFL and your school does not fall within that footprint, so play you say you played at Penn State, you went to the NFL. Each school, each uh, team has like certain NFL. Uh, team rights. So the same as what college you played at, we'll get first right on players that played on certain NFL teams or certain CFL teams. That's only if their college is outside the footprint. So it's going to work really well for us. I think you'll see a team like Birmingham in the East with Auburn and Alabama. You might have some, some guys there that may not be well-known national names, But in Alabama, they're really well-known names because they played on those teams and they're they're famous there. And so you're going to have players that um, people are going to want to come see um, just because they remember from Alabama and Auburn. Hey, they've been in the NFL now for two or three years, which is where most of these players are coming from. Uh, It's guys that maybe there was an injury. You know, maybe they played two or three years and got cut. Maybe they were on a practice squad. And once you get to that level, there's really nowhere for you to play and get really full game reps. Uh, particularly as you're sort of in that middle tier um, and they look at draft picks that are coming up that they have tape on for the past three or four years. And a lot of times they cut the guy that's three years in and they take the guy that they have recent film on. This is an opportunity for those guys to showcase what they can do. Sure. And it gets them back on the field in game situations over a 10 week period. Um, It's 10 games, five home games, five away and a real short playoff. Um, But you have the opportunity to get on the field again and show what you can do. And that's something that just doesn't exist right now. Another perk for players is that we're going to pay a little bit more, uh, 250 over three years. We signed three three year contracts with everybody and we'll actually allow you out of your contract to go to the NFL. And so you could have a player that will do well with us this spring. They can go to training camp. Um, in In July and August, as they go into the NFL season, and if they sign that 's great. we want them to sign. We want them to be back in the NFL if they get cut after a year or two they 'll default back to us
1: now what happens if a team let 's just say you 're playing for you know uh, Kansas City and you 're on the practice nice. squad and you the season 's over mm-hmm. can you then play for a team in the
2: Alliance. If, if you've got a one-year contract in the NFL, and after the season that expires, then sure. But yeah. don't they
1: have your rights for five years? NFL teams have your rights. Don't so don't you have to go to a team? You can, you don't go to your college team. You'd go to what, where Kansas City would want you to play.
2: I don't know if it would work that way. I, I, you know, I don't. I think we are allowed to sign um, players. I don't know exactly how the rights are going to work, but I think you're allowed to sign those players after the practice squad. In fact, we're actually counting on signing some players from the practice squads that are active now.
1: Well, it'd be great for for people like you may default
2: back to Kansas City then. Right. If you go back to the NFL.
1: Right. But like when I was playing, you know, after the practice squad, it's great to have something else where you can generate some more income. Sure. And and keep playing and, and you know utilize your your tools and actually get some some PT, and not get beat up all the time. Right. <clears throat> and and it's ten weeks. Know, it's showcase. a short
2: short season.
1: Is it ten weeks? Yep. How many games you guys have are going to play?
2: Five home and five away.
1: Wow.
2: Yep. And then we've got... There's no bye weeks. No bye weeks. There's a one-week playoff, Okay. which will be East versus West. So half of the league is going to make the playoffs, two in the East, two in the West. Okay. Um, participation trophies, I guess. Right. And, <laughs> and then the championship game is going to be in Las Vegas this year. Oh, that's pretty that's rad. Cool. So that's cool. That's going to be really, really fun there. And so there's, there's talk of... Potentially expansion in the next two or three years. Obviously, we'll see how things go here. But the idea for this league is not a one year see you later kind of league. You know, this is long term. We're going to stay in the markets that we're in. Um, I know we're dedicated to being in San Diego and I know there's you no know, new stadium coming and we're going to work through all those things. But we're prepared to work through those. Um, and, and find something that works for everybody and be able to play and be in San Diego for a long time.
0: I, mean, I think the exciting part is I've heard Charlie Ebersole do, you know, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, and the things that he's talking about is it's not an anti-NFL. You know, you're a supplement to the NFL. You know, it's not necessarily a developmental league, but, you know, I've heard John Clayton even talk about it, and Bill Pullian. I mean, you guys are putting football people into positions to not make the mistakes that happened in the XFL. Right, and I try to define it as a showcase league. So you're yes. right, it's
2: not a developmental. That's really college football, right? I mean, that's, that's where you're It's kind of developing. like what
0: the San Diego Gulls, you know, where right. that's the AHL, the right. American Hockey League, yep. and they can call up the Anaheim, you know, so they get pulled up right and, to and the And there's
2: certainly uh, uh, some space here where players are going to learn and they're going to develop. But really, at this point, they're, they're at their talent level, and sometimes it's just timing mm-hmm. um, or an injury or a bad situation that they don't get that chance. And so, this is again, this is a chance for them to showcase what they can do in that 10 weeks and get back on the field, which a lot of times they just haven't had that opportunity. If they go to the CFL, and I think they're changing this, actually, but right now I think if you go to the CFL, you can't get out to go back to the NFL. You're I heard about that, yeah. Um, now, I've heard that they may be changing their rules because they're losing players to us. Um, and us getting out a little bit earlier, getting out this year actually gives us a faster line to the talent. So we'll have the top 1% of college um, football players are in the NFL. We're the top 2%. I mean, we're right there from a talent standpoint. And so we'll have players that will go to the NFL or go back to the NFL. It's going to be a great brand of football. I think for us locally at the team level, And this even goes to the league. We're focused on three main things in this first year. One is the product, making sure that we put a good product, a good football game, a competitive football game, a fun football game on the field for people to watch. So if you're diehard football, this is going to be a really fun, fun uh, sport to watch, a fun time to watch, fun games to watch. Then we're also going to be very involved in the community uh, and making sure that we're getting out. We're working with nonprofits and charities and we're we're trying to be good neighbors and, and work in the community. And then it's the fan experience. Um, and what do we do with the fan experience? One, we get to bring tailgating back.
0: Yes, now um, we're talking. Exactly. Now I mean, we're I, talking. I heard you on with Kaplan. Yeah, Kaplan I mean, was name dropping Cali Comfort. Right. We had a long discussion about tailgating, and you know, your whole team came out and met with a lot of the leaders mm-hmm. from Bolt Pride and San Diego uh, Diehard Bolt Club. You name it; they all came out, and your whole team came. And we had a great, you know, discussion just about the culture of tailgating in right, San Diego. Right. We want to make sure that. Tailgating is a part of your experience,
2: and a lot of times you'll spend more time in the parking lot than you actually spend in Definitely. the stadium. I'll tell you that's, so, for, that's a fact. Yeah, and so we can't just overlook that and say, oh, it's a parking lot. I mean, that's part of your experience, and so we need to take our experience and push it outside and to meet fans there. And So we're actually looking at – we need to create a really unique experience. The stadium is what it is, um, so we've got to work around some of the age and some of the <laughs> character, um, but I, I think it's, it, it'll, it'll still work great for what we're doing. Um, And then we're going to try to build out sort of a a tailgating experience that'll take you from the parking lot. It's going to bring you closer into the stadium for things that are going on. It'll bring you into the concourse uh, for some other things that are going on that are all sort of tailgate related and then bring you right into the seats. And so it'll be an experience from when you get out of your car, you tailgate a little bit. You can keep tailgating as you get closer to the stadium and into the stadium. And then on the other side, we're looking at doing more of a family atmosphere. Um, And sure, there'll be some drinks there, I'm sure. Some parents like to have a beer while they're with their kids. Um, And so we'll do that, but it'll be a little bit more kids and family friendly on the other side. And so you may be coming in that way. There's going to be bounce houses or there's going to be different activities for kids and their families to do um, as you go in. So it's going to be unique. It'll be different than anything that that has been done with San Diego State
0: or with the Chargers in the past. Well, the most unique thing I've ever heard is $75 and you can be a season ticket holder not exactly. for one game for the entire season for all 5 yeah, that's 15 insane. bucks a game so that's insane
2: you know, there's some stuff that we can talk about in our mobile app that's really going to create some potential revenue streams for mm-hmm. us. So we don't have to be over aggressive on the ticket side. It's more about getting people in and letting them experience what's going on. So that's where I think that's reflected in the pricing. When you can sit at the 50 yard line for 250 bucks, it's 50 bucks a game, right? Um, all the way down to 15 in the in the end zone, and so that's all lower bowl. Um, we're not even going to open up the very top, the view level. It's still about 41,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our goal is to be in the 30s, probably. Um, that's not necessarily financially where we need to be. The number's lower than that. But we certainly have a goal to be to be higher. Um, and if there's enough demand, we'll open up the top. Um, but there's going to be have to demand to, to support that before we do it.
1: Now, the game itself is going to be a little bit different, correct? Now, aren't you guys going to be doing a little bit different with kickoffs? Or um, I think... From what I've heard, it's kind of like what the NFL might want to do. And it's going to kind of, you're going, you guys are going to be able to do that and see if it works or not.
2: This is where you go back to being a complement to the NFL and not mm-hmm. competition. So, sure. yeah, they, they've certainly talked about eliminating it because of the danger of a kickoff and right. the concussions that are involved with it. Um, they've, they've somewhat eliminated it now from the NFL game by changing where you're kicking from and you're kicking them out of the back of the end zone every time. What we've done is just completely eliminated it. Um, And so we don't have a kickoff to start the game. And and in fact, this is part of a startup. We don't know what we're going to call it when we start the game. It's not a kickoff. It's a it's a first play. Yeah. We still have to come up with what that's going to be. Those are the little details you don't think about when sure. you're when you're doing the big picture. Um, and then for an onside kick, we need to create a play uh, to solve that issue. So at I the end it. of a game,
0: that's so cool. You'll get
2: the ball fourth and twelve. I think it's your own thirty-five. So on your side of the field, you get one chance to go for it. And if you make it, hey, you keep
0: your drive going. It's just like recovering so teams, an onside kick. Teams technically could have the ball the whole game. If they if, if they, they could if continue they elect, to convert every time, if they elect to go fourth and twelve, they some team could never get the ball, right, which would be rad. Right,
2: if you could convert every time, you keep going. Now the, the learn, learn how to play defense on fourth down. Yeah, the downside of that is if you don't get it, yeah. now the other team has the ball driving in. So it's kind of like an onside kick from a field position standpoint. And actually, the odds are very close of recovering an onside kick and converting fourth and 12. That's why it's 12. Really? That's why it's 12 yards. That's why it's That an sounds so
1: odd to me. So, I would think you'd convert a fourth and 12 10 times more than you'd right? get an onside yeah, kick. Yeah, you would
2: think, right? Yeah. Onside kicks never never work. Right. Um, but, but that kind of gives it the same type of feel. And, and I can't wait to see the end of some of these games when sure. it's a close mm-hmm. game to see how mu- how important that fourth and 12 you know, onside play is going to be. I mean, that's going to be a really awesome play to watch at the end of a game. It's going to be pretty Talk exciting. about the end
1: of a game. I mean, I don't mean to change the subject, but last night's game was fucking amazing. Oh, And that was absolutely <laughs> amazing. I, I do not like watching football. I don't. I played my whole life. Very liberating for me to not care anymore. Uh-huh. And watching that game, I was like – it, wow, was, this it was is unreal. I ran out of amazing. fingers
2: to count on. <laughs> yeah, It was amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Amazing. That was the Chiefs and, Chiefs and I mean, Rams. Yeah, they, uh, over 100 points. Unbelievable. Yeah, the, the
2: game continues to change every year and what it was five years ago or 10 years ago. I mean, it just constantly evolves. And a lot of people think it goes in cycles. Sure. Um, and there, so, was,
0: the, there was something special in that game, too. I saw, I saw a, a commercial. Oh, that's right. We do have some running. I yeah. saw that.
2: So we started to get some of our marketing out. And yeah. so Monday Night Football, we've got a couple things running. Um, we're working with a few other media great partners. Com- great commercial. Well done. Yep. Yep. We're uh, putting it together. I appreciate it. Um, James, who's here today, is going to help put a lot of those commercials together. So, again, as we're adding staff and adding people to do those things, um, mm-hmm. we'll be able to do more and more of it. Uh, but you definitely will be seeing us particularly in December um, as we start to ramp up. And as people are listening to this podcast, actually we're going to have an event on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Part of that event is a watch party. We've got a quarterback draft. So it's a uh, picker protect, protect draft. So we've got quarterbacks on our roster, like
0: Josh Johnson, USD, uh, University USD of San Diego exactly. played for um, Jim Harbaugh yep. stud
2: long time, uh, nine year NFL career, a lot of it in Tampa. Um, so he's an NFL quality guy, a little bit older, uh, than most of the players will be oh, but older. It's was, now you're dating me. Yeah, it's only, <laughs> he was a young buck. I think he's 29. I, was I mean, he's school. not. You know, so,
0: um,
2: and so we're excited to to have him now. What we can do in this draft, and we happen to have the number one pick, we can protect him, and no one else can pick him, or we could leave him unprotected, and we could go pick somebody else that's out there that's not protected by one of the other teams. The idea being, we've got eight teams. We need to have the eight best quarterbacks on those teams. And so that it's a balanced league, um, it'll be a quarterback-driven league. It'll how many be offensive league.
1: How many uh, players can you protect?
2: I think you can protect one per round. Okay, yeah. So okay. like we can protect Josh Johnson, but the other the other teams could pick our other quarterbacks. Gotcha, um, and vice versa. And so the league has also signed a few players. Like one is uh, Christian Hackenberg. I'm a Penn State guy. Um, he uh, he was the quarterback for most of the time I was there. And he just got released by the Bengals, and I think the league signed him the next day. So he's not signed by a team. The league has him signed, but he'll be available in this pool. But you have to be signed to be available in the draft.
1: And what do you have to do? Do you have to pass a physical and... To be eligible, or do you guys do that
2: after? I, that would be part of the signing process. Yeah. Um, physicals will go through once you go to mini camp in December. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to just see how that shakes out. Is um, there any
1: combine or anything that they, they actually just do? did it? They did, did
2: they did a quarterback combine or a quarterback mini camp in Pro San Day, Antonio, it's right? Just to th- see everybody <clears throat> throw and and take a look at them. And so they had all the quarterbacks there, so everybody got to see them together. Um, and all happened
0: players represented by agents. That it were at. The- um,
2: I don't know about specifically about mm-hmm. the players that were there. The majority of these players are represented by agents. Okay. I, we've come across one so or good. two it's that good, aren't.
0: It's good for agents, sure, yeah, sure.
2: This yeah, league absolutely. is great for lot, lots of new jobs. Gives you a new contract to that's sign, right? right. Yeah, that's that's commission. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the the quarterback draft is going to be awesome, and then actually, we're going to do a watch party, um, and we're going to do it downtown at Barley Mash. And part of that is uh, it'll be out by the time they hear this, but we'll have our uniforms, our helmets, everything that will be released that day at Barley Mash. So we're going to bring it out. So it's a
1: league it's, sponsored by a certain brand.
2: Ooh. So our on-field
0: apparel is Starter. Okay.
1: Awesome. Starter
2: yep.
0: jacket's coming back. They are. I love it. They are. Charlie Rad. Charlie has that one huge. that he wears around on Nostalgia. certain phone calls or things. That, Super cool.
2: Yeah, you've got those, those sort of big bubble jackets. And so they're going to do some of that throwback stuff. But actually, Starter has a lot of really new... Um, creative, good-looking stuff. And so you're going to see that in the uniforms. You're also going to see it on the sidelines, on the mm-hmm. field apparel that the coaches are wearing and the support staff's wearing. Um, so I'm really excited to see some of the stuff I've seen so far has been has been great. So a little bit of throwback, but a lot of new cutting edge, and it's really a chance for Starter to, to sort of it's get rad. back in the mix. It's and, super not and cool. I, I
0: haven't heard of Starter until we started doing some work for the podcast, and I was like, Starter's coming back. What yeah, a smart back. play. It's a huge... Huge play for right. them to And become we talked relevant to, again.
2: We talked to several different different apparel companies, and so it wasn't like we just went to Starter. Sure. But Starter really, from top to bottom, really showed us some great value and
0: great product, and and really wants to make a on good the effort on this. Side it has to be the buy-in has to be on both sides. Sure, like they sure. have to. It's got to be a partnership, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And that's
2: how we do business at the local level, um, and and ultimately that's how the leagues doing it. Doing it also. So yeah, it's going to be some really cool stuff that we have uh, on the field.
0: How has San Diego been to you
2: personally? Fantastic. It is such a warm and welcoming place um, from people that were born and raised here to people that moved here like I have. Um, it's just been been fantastic. And so the biggest issue right now is just trying to get the word out, letting people know who we are, what we're doing, what we're about. Um that, that we're unique. We're a unique brand. It's going to be different than what they've experienced uh, in football in the area before. Um, and and once we start to talk about it and talk through those things, people get
0: really excited and get as excited as we are about
2: getting the, uh, think getting the that, season started. That, bec- that
0: marketing side becomes your competitive advantage because sure. you even though you're a supplement to the NFL, you kind of can be anti-NFL. You can play off of all the things that people don't like about the NFL. You can have the shorter games. You can have the engagement with fans, engagement with coaches. I mean, all that stuff just doesn't happen in the NFL. Right, you right. can do that. yeah. The, you I th- can activate in ways that the NFL never would because right. they don't have to. I think the business... Um,
2: with the NFL is just so large that it gets difficult to do some of those things. Sure, We're at a position where we want to make sure that there is access for fans um, and we can get you access to be close to what's going on on the field. We can get the players at events. You can meet them and get to learn who they are and, and you know, have some investment in the team. Ultimately, having this team in San Diego is an opportunity for the community to come back together around a team doesn't matter where you're from you didn't grow up with one of these teams somewhere else and now you live in san diego whether you've moved here or you're from here this is now san diego's football team um, in the spring you know you got san diego state in the fall that's great we should support san diego state um but in the spring you should come support us and so there's a lot of great uh, sports and entertainment options out there um we don't see any of them as competition i think it's a compliment for the area it's great to have a lot of different sports and entertainment choices Um, we're just one of them Uh, and we'll prove what we can do in the fan experience when we get into the season. Uh, But that is definitely one of the things we're focused and and dedicated to is making sure the team and the players, there's access there for the fans. Um, We're going to do a lot of video and a lot of content that's behind the scenes and gets to show you some of those things. Um, But it's all about the fan experience.
1: It's hard because I was talking to Johnny about it a little bit and Gabe Giordano and just saying that, you know, I've known about it for a while and I haven't really heard anything about it. And now you're starting to hear more and more about it. But it's kind of hard. It's like, what do you do? Do you do commercials? You know, that's almost like everyone, TiVos are everything, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to pay money for a commercial? I was, that actually,
0: just- I was fast forwarding through. I was watching the game. I was watching back. the game, yeah, in <laughs> yeah. delay so I could watch a shorter game. Sure. Spend more time with my sure. son. But I was flipping through and I saw the logo and I was like, uh-huh. I got to see what the content was.
1: Right. And then but- it's like, do you do radio or well, radio's is- dead almost, you know, like podcasts. I mean, it, it's we're in a weird area right now. Like, how do you promote the best way for something like this? Sure. You
2: know? And we've got two different missions. So right now we have an awareness mission. We just have to get our logo out there, our name out there, let people know who we are. And so we're taking a very diverse approach. We have some television. We have some radio. We have some outdoor signage, a lot of grassroots and guerrilla marketing. Um, and so you're going to start seeing us a lot. Sure. Um, and we're not putting so much into one thing or that thing. It's gonna be diverse and trying to touch as much as we possibly can. As we get into the season, our mission will be awareness, but it'll start to shift into event awareness. So it's less about the fleet and more about our game on Saturday, and here's the cool stuff we're doing and why you should come on Saturday or Sunday or whenever the game is. Um and, and it'll be it'll be less about the brand and more about get off the couch. Come to the event. Here's why you should do that, and so we'll focus in with a lot of digital um, because you can click through and buy. It, it makes Digital's the process huge. very easy. Um, we'll have some radio. We benefit in our industry because there's there's a media coverage point right yeah. where they just want to they want to cover it for content for the community, and so people will get to know who we are. That's not going to help say when the game is necessarily. And that's where we need to to sync up with those partners and be able to do some TV and the local news and do some radio around our broadcast. We are going to have a radio broadcast still finalizing that partner. um, But everybody has shown interest, which is great. And then we actually we have a national deal with CBS for television. Huge. We'll have the first game and the last game. The championship game will be on the CBS national network. Then there's a game of the week with CBS uh, Sportsnet or sports network. And so that's going to be on, we're looking for a secondary national partner, which may be like an ESPN or an FS one. And then we'll probably have another five to seven games, depending on how the season goes, that we'll be able to broadcast locally. And so we're talking to some of those partners now and have gotten a great response. Are you streaming any games? We'll be streaming through our mobile app also, mm-hmm. um, which if you want to get in the mobile app, I mean, that's, that's really yeah. a, an area that makes some of what we're doing really unique. So we're going to release an app here pretty soon, actually. Uh, it'll be the first version, and it will continue to update as we get closer to the season. And it's going to give you the basic stuff. It's going to give you a schedule, and it's going to give you a roster, and it's going to give you some stats. We're going to have mobile
0: ticketing, so your tickets are going to be through the app. Is this a centralized app for the Alliance of American Football, or is it s- Fleet specific? It is. There'll be one app, but then it'll ask you your favorite team,
2: and when you hit the Fleet, it'll basically skin it as the Fleet. So That's it'll good. feel like a Fleet app after that.
0: Because the league owns All the teams. Right. Right. It's
2: a single entity model. So which from a business standpoint is great resource wise because we can have our 15 to 18 full time staff members. We don't need to hire a full time graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Eight teams don't need to do that. The league has three. And so we've been able to save um, quite a bit in resources. We're going to have our local team here that can do a lot. uh, But then we have the resource of the league behind us helping to do it. So we may have more of a front office staff like 40 um, in all reality and resource. So the mobile app um, is going to be really cool. You have all the basic stuff that you'd have in an app. And then you've got two really cool parts. One is going to be fantasy football. So we're bringing fantasy football back. Again, we talked about viewers before and, and the fantasy, fo- fantasy players that drop off because they just play football. So we are going to have fantasy football in this league. So you'll be able to do your draft and pick it's your great. players. And More be engagement. Be able to mm-hmm. track that. Sure. Um, and people love to do it. Um, and so and kids love to do it. And everybody likes to be involved sure. in fantasy football what well, we'll it makes have,
0: you care about games that you might not care
2: about. Sure, and certainly the players, right? Absolutely. You start to engage, and that's my favorite player versus... And some people, you know, think maybe that's the downfall of, of professional sports is that you no longer have people that are dedicated to teams. Right. They're just dedicated to players because that's mm. on their fantasy team. I would disagree um, with that. Yeah, I don't know that I believe that yeah, either, but I've, I've heard that I've, that. With I've that. heard that knock a little bit. Um, and then also another cool thing is is we are actually working with some pretty cool technology which will put chips on the players. It'll put it in their jerseys, it'll put it in the ball, it'll put it basically all over them. And those chips are going to allow us to track the players during the game and so it's biometric information that'll be fed back into the app and this is where things will continue to grow but you'll be able to see where they are on the field and how they're moving eventually you'll be able to get all kinds of stuff there might be speed scores and stamina scores and impact scores imagine seeing a big hit and being able to look in the app and see what that impact score was how big of a hit was it are you guys going to
0: eliminate the chain gang because i've i've asked so many different people why this hasn't that's interesting i don't understand i mean I'm all for more jobs, but right. it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Why, I, Why with the technology we have, is there a chain gang? As far as I know, we're still planning on having the chain Unbelievable. gang. Unbelievable. Maybe
2: that's something to talk about.
0: Unbelievable. Somebody, right. There's too many smart people that could figure out you, where the football is. You need is. somebody to stretch the chains, right? right? I mean, that's
2: a part of the game. So that's they can a, give you the, the one inch. You missed it
0: by an inch. I mean, when, when you're watching a tennis match at the Wimbledon, they can show you where the felt of the ball is on the on the line. Right, right. You'd, you'd, you'd think that we could figure that out. I will I'll, make sure I'll, I, you with that. I'll
2: bring that up to Charlie and see when if the chain something.
0: gang's gone. Then I'll, we'll have it. We'll have a barbecue party.
2: All right. That's fantastic. We'll, we'll make it happen. So, <laughs> um, And so, yeah, the technology that will be involved in this telemetry and this biometric information going into the app. And then um, initially, because there's still some state laws across the country that don't allow you to, to gamble basically on sports Boo. Um, and game. New Jersey has changed and several others are changing. In the meantime, we're going to offer a, a gaming platform that allows you to game in basically virtual coins. Um, and so it's not like dollar for dollar cash. But we, we think we're going to be able to offer some prizes. So almost like there's some fantasy football stuff now where, hey, if you have the most points, you win the $10,000 prize. And so cool. I think we're going to be able to do some things like that. We've partnered with MGM Sportsbook for I've now. heard of them. Now, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: now, but also into the future.
2: Uh, and so when it does become um, gaming – And the NGMs,
0: they've been huge. They've been very aggressive. They just signed with the NHL as well. Right. Yeah.
2: And so you'll actually be able to wager based on that information, the biometric information. It may say it may tell you that when a quarterback throws the ball 45 miles per hour um, or above their completion rating falls by 10 percent and their average is 38 miles per hour. This game, do you want to bet the next touchdown is going to be a passing touchdown? And it will allow you to do some of those prop bets that's throughout cool. the game and really kind of push notification and say, here's a cool stat. Do you want to bet that? And so some of that's going to be happening. It'll just be happening with virtual coins, probably larger prizes. Um, but as we move forward and the laws change, eventually it'll be, you know, you'll be able to do that throughout the game. So it's going to be a true second screen experience. Um, we'll have streaming in there. We'll have some other things. But it's something that you can use as a as a um, a companion to the game that you're watching at the stadium and will actually enhance the game that you're watching. That's cool.
1: Let's touch on the logo itself. Did you help with that? How did that come about? Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, I know kind of where it came from, but you know, let's touch on that a little bit.
2: It was all me. Yeah, I did. No, actually, (laughs) actually it was one of those things that I asked the question when I took the job was, do we have a logo and do we have branding? Um, Or what's the plan? Because we did not have enough time from when I started to when we launched to actually go through a true branding process. So luckily they said, nope, we've already got it. And so the logo was designed. um, They did some um, surveying throughout San Diego. um, And I don't know all the details of it, but they did talk to people in San Diego. Ultimately, I think they came up with a great logo. Incredible. Um, You've got, you know, even the subtlety of like the fleet um, font. Is actually the same uh, numbering you do on battleships. It's the same Super font cool. there. You've got the chevron um, stripe there um, to, to signal a petty officer and the amount of work that they do and how hardworking they are. Uh, and so it's just a really, really great logo. Um, I think it looks great. I think the uniforms are going to look great. And, and according to the fans, we have one of the best logos in the league. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, so and it's just great. paying paying respect to our you know our military. And, Absolutely, and we are a military, you know. City, so it's it's great to to see that and embracing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's rad. When I first saw it, I thought it was it was great, great idea. Well,
2: when we talk about being involved in the community, the military community is a big part of what we're talking sure. about. Um, I don't think as a as a team, as a president, as anybody on our staff, if we're going to use that logo and we're going to say we're the fleet, we better be doing things to support the military, and so that's our. We have to do that, right? Um, and so we're going to make sure that we're as involved as possible. We did some stuff with Fleet Week um, a few weeks ago before the Navy Fleet Week like that Navy helps. Came. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> you pretty, already have a branded event, pretty good matchup. Yeah, that works. Uh, but we want to make sure that that we are doing some things to support military, active, retired their families um, and we'll do some of those things at the games, but also we want to be doing those things in the community. I was so, talking
0: to Jeff when he came out for the tailgater um, meeting at the restaurant and he was telling me about uh, season ticket holders that right. are military. If they get deployed, they'll get a full refund. Right. Right. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Trying to set things like that up. We also have some programs that get you some exclusive gear Camo hat, a couple other things that that you can do, but it's only available for military members, and so those are some of the things. But I can't wait to see a lot of the other just community based things. And so we've got tickets for sale right now. Um, we've got season tickets. You know, we've got our group tickets. We've got some other things. But um, the most fun of this is going to be getting involved in the community and getting getting ourselves out there and getting to meet and do some fun stuff for people.
0: Sure. I mean, it's you hear people talk about community a lot, but it takes a lot of active Coordination um, from your part and your team's part, getting out there and meeting the right people, and you know, just basically kissing babies, shaking hands, but right. learning, you know, how how can you help? Right, we've got to be good neighbors.
2: Yeah, right. We're a part of this community now as individuals and also as a business, and we've got to be good neighbors. We've got to be able to su- support um, the things that the community needs, and we've got to really we're in a unique situation with our industry that we've got a lot of people watching us. So we can spread awareness about certain causes. We have some ways to raise money. Um, we can certainly help to get volunteers together because we're reaching such a, such a broad audience, not only in the stadium, but just through our brand. And so I think we can really help. And quite frankly, there's a little bit of a void not only in football, but there's a void in the community now with some things maybe that the, the Chargers had done previously, and now they're in L.A. And so if we can pick up some of those things so that they don't die off, I think that's really important for us to be able to step up and do those things. Absolutely.
1: No, that's great. And just coming here and, and doing what you're doing, we're, we're excited to see it. And and we really want to help any way we can. And, you know, hopefully we'll get you guys out to some of our events and, um, but, you know, just thank you so much for taking the time and, and sharing the story and, and talking about uh, bringing the football back to San Diego.
0: So where uh, where do people buy tickets and how do they follow you on social? And I, I was waiting to throw in my
2: shameless plug. Please, <laughs>
0: please. So the website is sandiegofleet.com.
2: We've got ticket information there. We've got schedule information, roster information, coaches. So we're, we're really starting to build out that website and it'll get better and better as we go. So sandiegofleet.com. They could also call, we're open 8.30 to 5.30 Monday through Friday, and that's 619-881-0606. So you can call, talk to one of our ticket representatives. If you're involved in the community and you want to talk about how we could get involved, you can call that number as well. That's our main line. Um, we're in the process of hiring a community relations manager. So that'll cool. be somebody that will help to just make sure that we're involved and can help coordinate us with different community groups. We've got our season tickets on sale, um, which we talked a little bit about. Those range 15 bucks a game. So it's a $75 package in the end zone up to about $250 in the lower bowl at the 50-yard line. We've also got some premium packages up in the clubs and the club level, which will give you uh, food included in your package. So you don't have to buy food additionally. It'll be food in the club that you're paying for up front. um, And it's all part of your ticket. Um, And so you've got those on sale. Groups are going on sale right now, this week, basically. And so you have group outings, fundraisers. Might be some things with local sports teams, high school teams, um, you know, the little kids trying to get some of them out, get them on the field, do some different group outings. So we have some cool experiences that are part of group sales. So that's going to be really fun. Um, our suites are just about to be on sale. Probably in the next week or two, we'll have some sweet full season, the five games or, or even on a, a rental basis per game. And then our individual tickets will be on sale the 10th of December. Okay. Um, So that's coming up as well. Um, We'll certainly be publicizing that. Uh, You'll hear us on the radio. You're going to see us on TV. You're going to see some billboards, check out the website for updates. But um, right now, December 10th is the, uh, the day that our single game tickets will go on sale also. And so once those single game tickets happen, It starts to spread out throughout the stadium and there's going to be less season ticket inventory available for people to choose from. So if you're interested in those season tickets, you should really try to get them before the 10th because you're going to have a lot less to choose from once people start picking off different parts of games.
0: That's great. Are you guys hiring?
2: We are hiring, although we got a few uh, new guys here. Um, (laughs) We actually are are wrapping up our community relations position, Mm -hmm. so we're pretty close there um our media relations position our PR position is actually wrapping up uh we're getting close once we finish our our uh, contracts for radio and television we'll be looking at broadcast talent mm-hmm. um and so we'll be looking for some just de- des- de- decent people there and some different people um I think that's about it. So we're 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 pretty full almost. We got a couple more that's positions. Great. We will have some seasonal type positions or, or part time positions that'll be January through April, which we'll be posting uh, in December. Uh, so you can always check our website for that and we'll get some updates there.
0: But anybody that does listen to this podcast, no matter where you are, there's other cities that have a new football team. So reach out to uh, if you're in Memphis or Arizona or Birmingham or Salt Lake Um, there's activation opportunities if you're in a restaurant or if you do barbecue there's always ways to get involved with um, cool things that are happening in the community and this is something that Derek and I are Honored that you came down here to uh spend some time behind the smoke with us. We yeah, got we I,
1: got an upgrade. I mean I thought I was, I was Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny wouldn't fit through it the door. Huge, huge upgrade. I don't, I don't know
2: if he'd fit through the door. Well to yeah, we were gonna give him head.
0: shit, but then when he uh when he gave us El Jefe, that's that's way way better.
2: And, and I've got to give you one other thing that's really important. We hate San Antonio. Okay. Okay. That's, we're down with th- that. that. We we are not gonna be fans of San Antonio hopefully they're going to be rivals on the field, but they're going to be rivals off the field for sure.
0: That's even better. Um,
2: San Antonio is a uh, Army Air Force town. Okay. We're obviously a Navy Marine town. I think we're going to get to do some really fun stuff when it comes to the community. But if you're, in the, if you're in the Navy, we want to make sure that when San Antonio comes to town and all the group from the Army, we want to make sure we give it to them a little bit because they're going to give it to us when we go there. We actually open on the road at San Antonio. And then two weeks later, they come home in the third week. They come here to play us. That's so it's awesome. going to be twice in the first three weeks. And I, I just want to beat them so bad. Sweet. <laughs> I, I can't stand them. The president there drives me insane. He went to, <laughs> he went to Robert Morris also, but like okay. decades before me. Right. You know, he's got the walker out and the whole thing. So <laughs> I just I want to destroy them. No mercy. You know, we're we're going to run up the score. Anything we can uh, to just take care of San Antonio. So. Yeah, we're not, we'll we'll treat them nice. It'll be uh, when they come as fans, but we're gonna
0: we're gonna beat them to hell. I like the rivalries all, so, already. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Well, I'm we in. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast. Uh, this is coming out on uh, November 30th. December 1st is the seventh annual Smithfield King of the Smoker. Big Papa Sterling Ball. Um, they're putting that on in Indian Wells. So if you're anywhere near Indian Wells, go and check that out. They've got some uh, Tuffy Stone's going to be out there. Chris Lilly and our social shout out for the week. Um, is going to The Smoke Sheet. It's a new uh, barbecue newsletter. A couple guys out of New York, um, they put together a barbecue newsletter that's pretty badass. So check them out. We'll put everything in the show notes, everything we talked about with the fleet, how to get tickets, how to follow them on social. Jeff, uh, we'll put Jeff's Twitter handle in there so you can tweet at him, tell him how much you enjoyed uh, what they're doing out here. And uh, we'd love to see you out there tailgating.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I had a great time. Uh, Anytime... Uh, I can come back more than happy to, and certainly some members oh, of yeah. our staff, and before, we can look at different parts of the business. For sure. Um, I think we could probably get our general manager, Dave Bowler, out to talk more specifically sure. about football and the roster and some players as that starts to crystallize.
0: Charlie Eversall Charlie has an open invite. <laughs> hey charlie's not too far away and he's open invite Bar- barbecue podcast whatever right. he wants we'll see if we can uh, the see
2: if we can wrangle troy palomalo
0: into something there too now that he's absolutely. local again that works absolutely it's our pleasure thanks for thank tuning you. in guys hey guys this is sean and derek and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast it means the world to us We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, We also have events listed. So anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved.